0: what is going on everybody welcome back to the spectators podcast it is season two episode one and my name is julian i am here with my brother kin we got the yankees with the brim and we're about to go in on some mlb today uh in season two we are pretty much specifically looking at baseball and mlb prospects and all that and uh, that's going to be more or less the the future of this show so if that is something you guys are interested in, make sure you like and subscribe and stay tuned for future episodes and videos. We're going to be doing a lot of baseball stuff over here at Spectators Media. So looking forward to all that. Ken, how you doing, baby boy? <laughs> how you doing, my brother? I-, I love that.
1: Like almost that whole time you were looking directly, directly into the camera. So you have no clue what kind of. Nah. Yeah. What kind of debacle I was going on with over here, man. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling great. I'm just woke up from a nap so <laughs> feeling feeling marvelous good power nap laid down for like a half hour woke up feeling like
0: uh i want to go back to sleep you know I just, yeah. <laughs> like i want to go back to sleep <laughs> <laughs> good good to have you here freshly fresh eyes all right but again it's season two and uh, we're going to be doing a lot of baseball stuff as we move forward and so today uh we are going to take a look at the mlb offseason so far on previous episodes and such we haven't dove too deep into anything that's happened to the MLB world since the World Series. So we kind of have a lot to cover. Who knows if we'll do it all? We got plenty of time now because this is the main focus. And uh let's get into it. I want to know right away, straight away. One of your favorite free agent signings so far.
1: This is a guy I've wanted the uh the Yankees to either trade for uh, well, like, yeah, I wanted him to, them to trade for him the past, like, two or three years. It's been a position of need for us, and he got signed for a, what I would say is a very solid deal. It is Jamer mm-hmm. Um Absolutely would fill the third base spot for us. Hits for a decent amount of pop. Um, doesn't really walk much at all, but, you know, if you're getting on base, like a 340, 350 clip, slugging is always in the mid to high fours. And he's, he's always just a slightly above average bat who he plays defense. Not, not necessarily great defense, but he plays defense. He plays. And just <laughs> dude, compared to what DJ LeMayu has been for the past, like three years for us, he would be a monumental upgrade at third base, but he went to the reds. And I do love that signing uh, for the reds. You know, they're a, they're a young team. he would be a good little veteran piece for them. Kind of in the middle. He's 30. Um, you know, you got a lot of guys on that team that are low to mid-20s. So, nice little veteran presence in that locker room. I think the Reds could be a sneaky, like, decent, almost 80-win team next season.
0: Yeah. I, no, they'll win more games than that, I feel like. They, they've they made a couple of good moves. Um, I feel like they're one of just the overall, like, winners in terms of, like, free agency. Uh, Condolario is a great pickup, like you said. Brings uh, another switch hitting bat to them. They had a lot of guys kind of come out of nowhere not really because a lot of them are highly touted prospects but they had a lot of guys come out last year and do well right away and congelario will be able to probably help you know ellie de la cruz kind of figure out the switch hitting situation a little bit three year 45 million is a really good deal and you're spending 15 million dollars a year on a guy who had three war last year that's some really really good value in my opinion so I love that. Yeah. Real. You're right. They also got Frankie Montas. I don't, I don't know if that'll be good or bad, but he is a pitcher of all time. He does pitch. He does pitch. He, he and when he's healthy, he throws innings
1: even. Real. He does toe the slab frequently when his shoulder works,
0: when it stays attached to his torso, <laughs> which it doesn't feel like oh. that happens that often. But uh, that's something. So, I mean, they made some good moves and they're still so young. Um, I'm sure, like, Nick Dude. Lodolo will be better and all that. Um, he um, just a, he's just a double machine. Sorry, he's just a doubles machine. Didn't even mention that. In 2021,
1: led the league in doubles. 2023, he had 39 doubles. He's just he's just an absolute doubles
0: machine. Well, and to go from Chicago to Cincinnati, some of those doubles might turn into home runs, too. So that's definitely pretty nice. Uh, very hitter-friendly park over there in Cincinnati. So those, that 22 homers might turn to, like, 27. Uh, What are his steamer projections? I can actually look at that real quick. Uh, He's projected a a little bit of a drop-off, but not like anything too crazy. Like his numbers are going to look very similar. I think they just assume he's going to hit, wind up like a little bit less extra base hits. So he's uh, projected a 1.1 war. Mostly everything else is the same across the board. Probably won't be playing the field as much which is why that war dip will probably be happening. But Yeah, that makes sense. That's Those are his proje- projections. We'll probably be doing that for a lot of the guys we talk about. Um, one of my favorite signings actually happened yesterday. I think it was yesterday or Friday. I'm not exactly sure which. Uh, the Houston Astros. Since when do we ever hear about them going and signing a guy that's not their own? It just never happens. Uh, they go and get Josh Hader. I say not their own, even though he technically is. They drafted Josh Hader, and he came up with them. He was traded—I um, forgot who the deal was for—a couple of years ago when they were starting to get good. Um, he was traded over to Milwaukee, and Josh Hader, one of the best relievers in baseball, the best lefty reliever in baseball for a while now. He's had like I think three straight years of thirty straight or thirty save seasons. ended the year, really strong over there in the Padres. And that last three of the bullpen over there in Houston is honestly pretty scary now. Uh, Ryan Presley's never, like, wowed me by any means, but he's also a guy that just doesn't give up save opportunities. Like, every time he comes in, he gets a save. Um, he barely really? gives up hits. Like, I don't love the stuff he does, and then it seems like it's the easiest one, two, three inning you've ever seen. Um, Brian Abreu throws gas and he's been really, really good last year and getting better every year. And Haters better than both of them. Um, that one, two, three is actually super scary, like reminiscent of the Royals days type scary. Yeah. I
1: mean, the only reason I wouldn't love it is just because in the reliever market, it's one of the most volatile positions in, in baseball where. Yeah anyone can be good out of nowhere. I mean, you can just look at a guy like Clay Holmes a few years back going from five ERA to one of the best ground ball pitchers in baseball with the Yankees. Yeah. So I never love spending, um, what's the average like 18 mil or 19 mil
0: a year. Yeah. He's making nineteen. Um, five year, five year, 95. So 19 mil.
1: Yeah. I don't love that unless it's arguably the best relief pitcher in baseball. Then right. I'd say it's valid. Um, so, yeah, I think that is you know just an obnoxious pickup because you know they're already one of the best teams in the league. It's obnoxious so
0: pickup. It's annoying. Just keep getting better, you know. It's just, so annoying. Their lineups already good. Now, like they have an opportunity in these playoff games to just go seven, eight, nine. The game's already over. Better be winning before that. That's annoying. I hate that. I can't stand them. I can't stand them. But it's a great move. Like. Oh, objectively, oh, incredible move. Yeah, and it's it's one of those moves that, like, it <laughs> happens, and you see, you're like, oh, the Astros are still good. Because, you know, the Rangers were so good at the end of last year. The Yankees get Juan Soto. Like, it's always nice to see the new things on the other teams. You're like, oh, it's about it's the time to finally be good. The Orioles are young and getting better. They're going to get Jackson Holiday this year. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's still the Astros. They're still here. Was it like seven straight years of ALCS? Like, ugh. Nasty devil magic. Nasty devil magic. But I think that free agent signing is great. It's one of the better ones. Uh, There's probably a couple other ones, especially if you look over at the Dodgers, but those are the obvious ones to talk about, right? Those are the obvious ones to talk about. A billion dollars in an offseason? A billion dollars? Actually insane. $325 325 no, to Yamamoto, 135 to Glass now. I forgot how much it was to Otani. 700 mil? Teoscar got $23 yeah, okay. million. Oh.
1: Don't, nah, don't worry about the 700 mil. They're going to pay that in like 2045
0: It's fine. They're good. It really is crazy because <laughs> they gave out a billion dollars this offseason. A billion dollars. And they're not even in top four for payroll next year because... Uh Otani has deferred pays, Mookie has deferred payments, Freddie Freeman has deferred payments, Teoscar Hernandez has deferred payments. That's their top four earners. <laughs> and they're all getting paid later. Teoscar got a one-year deal. And right before we started recording this, you were talking about how like Tiaska is not like your favorite guy, which is like valid, you know, whatever. Real. Um real. Don't like him. <laughs> Defensive liability. It's not, it's not like the best thing. Um, but like a one year deal, and he's making like twenty-three and a half million, but like twenty of it is in like the next six years. It's just the strangest contract. I've never seen a one year deferment. There it's gonna be the all right. Hang with me. The year is twenty thirty-two. Mookie bets. Can no longer walk. His ankle is absolutely snapped in half. Chase Utley's ghost came back and slid into his ankle. Uh, <laughs> Damn, actually, that's wrong. Yeah, yeah I, he's, <laughs> mad that he, he's mad that he might not get into the Hall of Fame. You've seen the Hall of Fame voting. Those guys suck. That'll be another episode we do one of these days. Um, Ooh, I hate it. We'll wait when we actually get the results when the one person gets in the Hall of Fame or we're pissed about it because, like... Gary Sheffield not getting in is an objective like disaster class and he's just not going to. It's very sad. Um but the year is 2032. The Dodgers have no more guys in their farm. They're not that good anymore. Otani you can't pitch anymore obviously. It's 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 eight years from now. He's not pitching for another 10 years. So Otani is Giancarlo Stanton with a really cool interpreter. Um and the, the Dodgers are on pace to win 63 games. <laughs> but, they, but they have a top five salary because they're paying every single guy on their 2024 roster another $18 million for God knows what reason. <laughs> That'll be a oh, fun time. God, That'll God. be a really, really fun year going in and be like, you know what? You guys probably won a World Series because it's really hard to see this team not. So you guys got your World Series.
1: I don't know, man. They kind of just—they kind of just act like the, the greatest regular season team of all time. That's really what the Dodgers are. They're the greatest regular season franchise of all time. Okay, okay, okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. I mean, they're <laughs> one of the better ones, like franchise-wise, in, in the league. But you're definitely right. They have one World Series in the last 24 years, despite being a top seven team probably every single season during that. Seven's, like, the generous little cushion we give them. But they've they've been a top seven-ish team every single year since, like, Eric Gagne. And that's a long time ago now. (laughs) It's a long time ago now. (laughs) So... Yeah, the one World Series is crazy. I mean, like, again, it's hard to look at this core and think they don't win one in this year or next year. It's really hard to, to like, imagine that. Like, Mookie is playing the best he's ever played. Freddie's playing the best he's ever fr- played. Otani's just got an MVP, his second one. Will Smith is declining, but still one of the better catchers. And that's just, like, the first five guys. Then Teo's still, like, their seven hole. <laughs> like, damn. God, I can't wait till Teo stinks. He might stink.
1: <laughs> he might stink. I just like whenever I am on Twitter, um, I, I just always see overreactions to things, and I think the Tiasca Hernandez signing is one of those overreactions where everyone's like, "Oh my God, look, look! I can't believe this guy—they signed him!" And um, I mean, they signed a guy who who doesn't walk, who can't run the bases who swings at every pitch that's thrown who has negative defensive value outside of his arm Mm -hmm. and will probably finish with less than two war. Why are we so terrified of this signing? Cause he's again, he's a
0: seven hitter. That's why I guess, I guess. Yeah. Like when he signed with the Mariners, he was like their power guy. And I was signing with the Dodgers and he's like, this is the afterthought.
1: Right. And yeah, he's, now he's going to put up fucking 35 home runs. Well, he's no going to have gonna a JD Martinez season last season.
0: Because yeah. JD went to the Dodgers and were like, man, whatever. That's stupid. Like, he's old. He's washed. No, he put up like 33 homers. He had like a 920 OPS last year. It's crazy. Gross, actually. Genuinely, like, forgot he existed, actually. And I know. And he was fantastic. It was gross. Thankfully, <laughs> he won't be there. But no, I, I, I do feel you. And it's. You know what it reminds me of? A little NBA comp for our NBA people still around. Um, Kyle Lowry to the heat. Those vibes. Those vibes. I'm a Kyle Lowry guy. I'm a Kyle Lowry ass guy for surely. Hey, now, what do you mean by that? Uh, the skim sponsor has not skim sponsored yet That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> NBA do better, man. You, you got prime primo marketing right here. You have a chance to just milk the Kardashian cash cow. and You're not doing it. It's embarrassing. That's, uh,
1: you know, that's, that, that was one of the sentences you've ever said in, in one of these podcasts.
0: Yeah. It was one of the, one of, one of the five. At least. <laughs> <It was> one. <laughs> one of the five. It's really, it really is. Uh, who else? What was another signing you think was good or a trade? It, it doesn't have to be a signing. It could be a trade.
1: Oh, it's trade. I'm a Yankees fan. Love the Juan Soto deal. Yeah. If
0: Michael King you leaving is told sad, me, I'm sad about it. See, but I, Juan I am Soto's sad thing.
1: about that. But if you would have told me like two or three years ago that Michael King would be the centerpiece to getting Juan Soto, I would have called you an absolute moron. <laughs> yeah, just like, like, I would have called you the a dumbest a dude ever. If you would have been like, "Yeah, dude, one day we're gonna trade Michael King for one of the top three hitters in
0: baseball," I'd be like, "Yeah, you're you're dumb."
1: There's well, like, absolutely
0: no way. <laughs> and 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 imagine specifically pre Corey Kluber Michael King when he was horrible. When he didn't throw I'm a seeing. sweeper and his sinker did not sink. Michael King was objectively, like, bad. And then Corey Kluber came and he's just like, here is my crown, my sweet prince. And just, get, <laughs> and just hand it over to Baton. And he's been electric since. And I think he's going to have a great season. Especially if he winds up being a starter. I think he's going to be really good this year. But, like... Juan Soto is a top four hitter in the American League. I think he's the fourth best hitter in the American League, which makes him the fourth best hitter probably in just baseball. Maybe five.
1: And I know, like, Yankees fans as a whole, I know obviously they hate giving up Michael King. And now um, they're all – not all of them, but a lot of them are like, oh, my God, our pitching is going to be terrible. I feel like if we went into the season right now, I would like to think we get some sort of regression to the mean where Carlos Rodon, maybe he's not as great as he once was, but he's not as awful as he was a season ago. Um, Same thing with someone like Nestor Cortez didn't have his best season last year. Maybe he comes back to like his his average spot but still probably not as great as he was in 21 or 22 um and also just our everyone was injured that's
0: how Um, it always is so while i do
1: i do want us to pick someone up i also love that we have like six or seven legitimate decent uh starting rotation options to start the year, you know, yeah, with Clark, and, and
0: eventually somebody's gonna get hurt, and that's like an issue we'll have to deal with. You'll wind up seeing a Clayton Beater come up or or something of that nature. But as of now, the but rotations, they like him. yeah. I mean, he can't throw a strike, yeah. but if he can, then that's yeah, be great. It's all right if he's throwing it to Tasker Hernandez, For real. <laughs> Javi Baez per per chance. How many games oh against goodness. the the Tigers do we get? <laughs> More than six, hopefully. Uh, no, I I agree. And then they get Strowman to kind of fill out the rotation, uh, which a really, really team-friendly you know? deal. Shout out to Strowman for that. I, I know Strowman's kind of had his weird little blips with Yankees fans over, over time, especially like on Twitter. And he was a Met for a while. And Stroman's a Puerto Rican guy. So like... He, hilarious he make, signing. No, he makes so much. <laughs> it's crazy. Strowman is like... You know when you, you, you just don't like somebody? Like, remember, like, in high school or something like that, you just didn't like somebody. And, you, and somebody's like, why don't you like them? be you're like, I don't know. Like, here's excuse number one, excuse number two. They said this one time. It's like, yeah, but, like, they're the same person as me. Like, you love me. It's like, yeah, but that's you. <laughs> that's you. It's like, Strowman is exactly the type of pitcher Yankees fans would love. He's fiery. One thing. He's like- ground ball. He's good
1: that's what I was going to say especially like the fiery part one thing that and now we're starting to go into tangent about the Yankees but we're Yankees fans so like fuck it um like when it comes to Juan Soto when it comes to Marcus Stroman we're finally going to have people that like do things like feel like, passionate that aren't that aren't the Yankee way yeah no. We're going to have Juan Soto shuffling in the box and watching his home runs for 18 seconds and Strowman showing all the emotion in the world. And, you know, George is going to be in his grave like, who the
0: hell are these guys on my team? Who led led (laughs) these (laughs) Caribbeans on my team? These hooligans. Yeah. He'll have some not as nice words, obviously. But, I mean, like, no, they're going to bring some fun. The team should be more fun. Like, they're going to be better. Just based on the fact that like Rizzo can see in a straight line and then like Juan Soto's on the team. So like just those two things alone, they'll be better. But they're gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good time. And and it seems like they do a good job of like trying to make relationships with each other. I don't know every time I've ever seen a Yankee get a guy get traded or a free agent. Like, their first things are like, yeah, like, Judge and Garrett and Rizzo and Glaber all, like, shot me a text, said, like, welcome in. Can't wait to work. It's like Yeah,
1: they, they all kissed me on the forehead and welcomed me to the team. And we're like, oh, okay, cool. Nice.
0: Group kissing. You <laughs> did not even know his government name yet. Group kissing. Nice. I like that about us. No, so that that's a good signing. I, I think they've had a great offseason so far. I don't think they wind up making any other moves. Um, they're linked to Hector Nearest, like, Don't hope they do that. It's going to be an expensive reliever for a guy who's, like, probably not even your closer. Not my favorite. Yeah. They're great at making bad guys good. So just, like, make this Cody Morris dude you got. Jesus, and we'll move on. (laughs) Hector Norese is kind of like
1: what I was talking about earlier, like, paying a reliever way too much money when you can go find someone for a million dollars or less. And especially if you look back at some of these Yankees teams over the past five, six years, one of our biggest issues in 2019 was we just threw millions of dollars into the bullpen and they were all terrible. Like they were all objectively Britain sucked or sucked,
0: this was okay that year, but
1: right. And then we instead put that money into a pitching coach, and well, we all know what happened after that. Matt he's so Blake handsome. is he's objectively God. God. Yeah,
0: he's he's, <laughs> he's he's so good. He he is so so good, and I'm excited for that. Um, hmm, what? Else? I mean, we we've spoken about the Dodgers and the Yankees as as we'll probably wind up doing like every episode, realistically, unless specifically advised not to by the higher ups. The higher ups being you, or me. Rowlett maybe might be Rowlett. Oh, I know who. Sup, little man. (laughs) (laughs) Sup, little man. Just just the awkward pause. Just like, was I supposed to say something else? (laughs) Uh -uh. I don't know. (laughs) My son, he wants uppies. (laughs) My (laughs) son, giving the child uppies, nice. He wants uppies. Uh, I feel like I'd be remiss to not mention. The actual best signing of the offseason. Oh, no. The singular best season. Not season. The best signing. The Chicago White Sox took their head right out of their ass and got international superstar Eric Fetty, MVP of the KBO. (laughs) Dude, he was MVP. He was great. It was crazy. He was horrible. On the Nationals, absolutely say, abysmal. He, he
1: was literally batting practice on the Nationals. He no? was
0: horrible, and he goes to the KBO last year. Goes twenty and six, two ERA, to over two hundred strikeouts, under a one whip. He was unbelievable. And th- and this is like a league that they don't strike out a lot in the KBO. It's not like this isn't the MLB. This this isn't a two hundred strikeout a year league. Two-year, $50 million. Not the best, actually, of course. But I'm proud of Eric Fetty. I feel like a lot of guys should maybe start to look at this as a potential option for them. Guys like, I don't know, like Mike Mustakis, Hunter Renfro, guys that have hit really, really well in the past and need like a one-year deal. Maybe like a Jock Peterson. Like, I know he can go play for the Blue Jays right now, and he's not signed yet, but go play in a KBO for a season. Go hit 330. Put up forty bombs and then get a two year sixteen million deal and you just got to go play in Korea, which is kinda sick. I don't know.
1: It's kinda like when um like say say a, a WWE wrestler doesn't pan out in WWE and then he goes and he performs in all these other independent shows and comes back to WWE and he's God again.
0: Yeah. Just like a- sometimes you gotta see success, feel success when you when you see it and you live it, and you're like, oh wait, yeah, I am good at this game. And then you go back and then like sure there's a bum and you hit and you hit about 450 of them. You're like, hell yeah, that was sick. <laughs> Proud of myself. I'm back. Yeah. Did you say 25 million? No, two year fifteen million. I might oh, have I said twenty five, but it's two year fifteen. Two year fifteen.
1: So it's a cheap deal,
0: too. Like, that's a great deal. If he's going to eat innings, he's going to pitch 180 innings. $7 million for a guy to pitch 180 innings is the best value, literally, of the entire offseason. Dude, all he has to do is give you a a 4 ERA, and you're you're happy. If he gives you a a 4.5 ERA, but it's 160 innings...
1: Because the White Sox
0: aren't going to a, a World Series. Like, that's... Let's call a spade a spade. They're not going to a World Series this year. Um, and even if this was a World Series contending team or, like, team that wanted to, say instead of the White Sox, he went to the Cubs. Same deal, right? Still, four and a half ERA, 160 innings, 130 strikeouts or so. That's for he's $7 million? Or dollars? Dude, he's, he's the guy getting you over. That's so nice. And like it's a really underappreciated um spot for teams. Not that many teams have a really good four guy or like a really good five guy that can just like coin flip a game. Like if if you're if your five is a guy. coin flip
1: yeah, he's, he's going to come in in September. Well, uh, if, if he was on a good team, he would be the guy that comes in a random September start when the division's on the line. And he's given you six innings of one run ball out of nowhere. He's the Andrew Heaney, the 2021 Andrew Heaney.
0: <laughs> I, I wanted where, to where compare you him to. Heaney pitch? <laughs> I wanted to compare him to 2022 Jose Quintana, where it's just like out here just. Giving you great outings in September for God knows what reason. Even though you're <laughs> washed behind your years and throwing like 90 91 on a good day. But then you go get a good contract. Look at him. He's on the Mets now. Ain't no he, nobody's scared of Jose Kitt- The Mets went from one no. one off season where they were the Grom Scherzer, Verlander, um why am I blanking on the Kodai Senga and then Quintana? And you're like, oh, that's like one of the best rotations I've ever seen, potentially. And now this year they're rolling out Luis Severino at the three. And you're like, man, what happened? Genuinely
1: can't name five Met starters right now. Oh uh, there's there's Sevi, there's Quintana, there's Kodai. Oh, what's that one guy's name? Oh, saying good. Yeah, there's uh who's that one I guy don't... that they swear is god even even though he's painfully mid. They they swore he was god for a few games. Oh, I'm just going to look at the rotation. Yeah, I don't Mets know. starting pitchers I, I forgot about... his name.
0: I don't remember if David Peterson is still in that rotation or not, but if he is, there he is. Hold on. Hold on. Nice. congrats man What what the hell is his name?
1: Mets you starting are fighting pitchers. for your life. I am fighting for my life. Once I read his name, I'm gonna be so upset. This thing's taking forever to load. I don't want to see their probable pitchers. The season doesn't start
0: for. Ah! Depth chart. There we go. Thank you. It, it, season does not start. Oh, we do get oh. pitchers and catchers next month, though. So shout out. Baseball is coming.
1: Tyler McGill. Oh, God. they they swore he was God he for did, a few. He months. did
0: have a nice little run there for a second. And then he was like, you know how in the NBA on the NBA Twitter right now, whenever like somebody has a terrible Jeremy game. Lynn.
1: Oh, never mind. Anyways, go on.
0: No, (laughs) not not Linsanity. (laughs) I was going to say Linsanity run. (laughs) No, no, no. The opposite. Whenever somebody in the NBA has a bad game, and so, like, Jason Tatum misses, like, game-winning shot, of course, because he always does, because he's the least clutch guy in the league. Um, And so it's a picture, AI generated of Tatum staring at the court, just booty full of poop. (laughs) Shit shit his pants. Tyler McGill Uh. versus the Guardians. (laughs) Dude, I don't
1: understand. So, I've never actually looked up Tyler McGill's stats. I'm looking at him now. He's horrible. Like, yeah. he is his best, not that ERA is the best stat, but his best ERA year was a 452.
0: Which, again, if that's your five starter, whatever, you live with it. But they swore he was God. It was, I think you're just really living in the Twitter sphere for a second here. I'm gonna keep it a keep it a bean with you. You're, you're not 100 percent wrong. Yeah, I, I think you're living big uh, Twitter sphere, and you're like, because Mets Twitter is not good. It's it's not good. They have some good people over there, but phew, their Twitter is, is, is a tough watch sometimes. Uh, their
1: Twitter is just filled with people that have little brother syndrome,
0: which is fine. Do, <laughs> do, do, do what you do, man. Do what y'all do. I'm not mad at you. I like the Mets. I'm a Mets guy. Obviously Yankee guy, but like, I, I, I'm I, I'm a Mets uh, sympathizer, if you will.
1: See, I'm one of those people, and this is how I feel about the Blue Jays, too. Um, for a while, I thought the Blue Jays were like this fun, up-and-coming team, and then their fans started existing more, and I was like, wow. I'm out. I can't stand the blue Jays anymore. And that's exactly how I felt about the Mets too. For a while I was like, you know, they're the other New York team. I think they're cool. And then they got a little good and their fans like came out from under the covers. And I was like, Oh,
0: I don't like the Mets anymore. (laughs) They have, um, the blue Jays have like a lot of, they have a big fan base too. I think a lot of my hatred, not really hatred. I I don't really hate them. I think, I think a lot of them are, are pretty good people. Um, but a lot of the Blue Jays thing is, they just have the whole country behind them. So, like, all-star voting comes around, and then Santiago Espinal is, like, starting an all-star game. And it's like, <sighs> you guys are, like, ruining something that's, like, pretty cool. It's like, this is why we can't have nice things type of head-assery.
1: I just think it's hilarious. I actually, I compared the Blue Jays to, um, who did I compare them to the other day? I don't remember. I'm not going to look it up because that's just too much time. But it, the one thing that I always thought was beyond annoying is how the Blue Jays got a little good. They still lost to the Yankees 80% of the time, even when they got pretty good. Like, they they always had a losing record, even for the past five, six years. Probably not last year because the Yankees stunk. Um, I didn't look at it. But they always had a losing record to the Yankees still. And yet, Vlad and then their whole fan base is like, yes, look at this rivalry we have with this team we can't beat. It's not a rivalry. Oh, I compared Patrick Mahomes and the Josh Chiefs Allen. to Josh Allen. And Bills. Yeah. Where the Bills it's are like, ah, this rivalry. Beat-
0: you guys are scared of us. You can't beat <laughs> us in the regular Where's season. The nah. Don't care. <laughs> Which happens tonight, by the way. Um, Mahomes is going to thankfully send Josh Allen and company home again. Like I can't year. wait. I can't wait. I'm going to be running victory Oof. laps. And it, I mean, it's th- The amount of victory laps I've been running. It's kind of funny because you've been anti-vindicated for about 8 weeks now. Like Josh Allen has been like really good for Real. The last third of the year, maybe a little bit more. Like he's been really good and you know he's been really good. And it's like every time no. it happens, he's just like sitting there watching his TV just waiting. He's like I know. <laughs> I know. And and you're going to do that thing where <laughs> you get one, not even a clunker, but, like, they just lose an OT again to the Chiefs. You're like, I told you, Mitch Trubisky wannabe. And it's going <laughs> it's, it's to be funny, and I'm going to enjoy the, seeing the Twitter rant for that. I've been
1: running so many. This is off topic now We're losing more football stuff. But the amount of victory laps I've been running, I don't know how <laughs> many times I've tweeted. Like, I went back and found one of my old tweets and just been like, I cooked. I cooked. I cooked. I, you did cook I, with
0: the uh the Eagles one where you said the defense regression was going to hit. You cooked there. Absolutely cooked. Who, I don't remember who else lost or
1: that I cooked. Oh, I said something about the Cowboys not being as good as they really were. <laughs> cooked on that one. Um I don't know. There was there's a lot of, of tweets that I went back and
0: just I cooked. I cooked. I cooked. I well, cooked. We got to we got <laughs> to do our best to try and cook for this MOB season and then come back to these and be like I never lose. I'm him I'm him never ever lose which uh, if you guys don't my follow first, us on Twitter my... make sure you do that at Cut at 24kin underscore right yeah Pretty
1: sure. underscore 24kin oh,
0: okay, okay the, the dyslexia hit and then at spectators media for <laughs> um, our stuff you'll be able to get updates and all that over there make sure you're doing that um okay I also want to mention free agent wise the Red Sox what are y'all doing that's it. Just the what are y'all doing? Because yeah, like you're young. Bloom. Your young guys are great. He's gone now. He's he's over in Saint Louis. He's like an advisor or yeah. something. Um, they get Tyler O'Neill. My like, how does that help this team?
1: It's I don't just know.
0: Absolute muscle daddy. That doesn't. He is Jack. He, is, lobby, he is he is he yeah. is muscle daddy. That's true. He is the strongest. He's Jack.
1: Yeah, he's jacked to have like probably relatively similar batting numbers to uh, someone I've mentioned a lot today because
0: Tyler O'Neill doesn't know when to stop swinging either. But yeah, he walks a decent amount. I, I don't know. This this feels weird. Like this feels like a side grade from Verdugo. But Verdugo, you knew fit on the team and had this like kind of leadership role there, and now you're just side grading and losing that. It's a little strange. Um. Then they go get Lucas Giolito as their replacement for Chris Sale because they trade away Sale for Von Grisham. And you're like, huh, two years, $38.5 million for Lucas Giolito. Why didn't y'all just get Eric Fetty? <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, Leo, the, the thing that is odd about Boston, though, and they do this every year even when they're not good, they still win like 80 games and they're still kind of annoying to play against. And you're like, all right, like, okay, cool. Yeah. You're still existing in an annoying matter. Why? Well, they have good players
0: still like Rafael Devers is always going to be on like at least a somewhat competitive team. Like he's, you know, him. And then, and then Brian Bale was fantastic last year. They have a good farm system too. It's not like they, they have a bunch of bums in their, in their farm. And when some of those guys start coming up and Tristan Casas has another year under him, like they have some good things, Around, but like they can't develop pitching. They don't have a Matt Blake or the Houston pitching coach or the Dodgers pitching coach. They don't have that. So they can't develop pitching. So they go every year and like, how do we get somebody that can help this rotation? And instead of doing the Dodgers thing, where they go and get a Tyler Anderson and then make him a serviceable four, they go get a guy who was a former one or two, overpay him out of his prime. James and think Paxton, like baby. and think like we can fix him and it's like that's like the oh, no. the the girlfriend that thinks she can fix her deranged boyfriend when she's also deranged you're not going to fix him you are going to you're, you're going you're gonna to instigate him how are you going to help Lucas Giolito be better when he gives up a lot of home runs and now he's playing in Boston <laughs> like how is that going to help him
1: just just because it's Boston math you know, Boston there's girl math. math. There's boy math. There's Boston math.
0: <laughs> girl math makes way more sense. I I I give I give like the girl dinner type genre a lot of a lot of crap because it deservedly is bad. Girl math though goes crazy. I'm spending that extra ten dollars to get that free shipping. Absolutely. I'm just doing. If I use cash, I didn't actually spend any money. And that's, um, that's how the Oakland <laughs> Athletics feel when they're signing players. They're like, hey, 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 come here, come here. Come play for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Off the books. Like, no. <laughs> what? Oh, man. Oh, Oakland. Man. Oh, Oakland. You freaks. I don't think they've signed anybody, have they? They never do. They, how do they have they enough they, players they for they a did. team?
1: Well, because they probably found some guy that they signed for like $6 million who's a 33 year old veteran who's going to be their best player. And um, I don't know. like Someone like, uh, who was their shortstop or second baseman the past few years? That was like their best player. Literally,
0: eg- exactly what I just described. Jorge, um, no, I was going to say Jorge Mateo, not him. Marcus Semyon's gone. No, who no, are you even talking about, man? They don't have a best player, hold they on. stink. I know, they're not good. But hold on, hold
1: on, hold <laughs> on, hold on. Remember the You're switch gonna...
0: hitting second baseman he used to have? I think that's literally what I'm thinking. Jed Lowry. Lowry. I got him. It's not. Uh, Lowry. I wasn't thinking
1: of Lowry. No, that's who I'm thinking of. Oh, Mis Diaz. That's who I'm thinking of.
0: Oh, I mean he's okay. Yeah, he's 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 yeah. cool. He's cool. I like Alad. I wonder how much he money made. he makes. I like Brent Rooker like... too. Brent Ricker's cool. He's a good Twitter follower. Yeah, Brent
1: Ricker had a month where he was Barry Bonds, and then he well, he was okay. Then after that, he just existed.
0: Yeah. He was Barry Bonds for a month, though. That was kind of crazy. <laughs> that was kind of crazy. Just everything was leaving. I love guys that just for a month just lock in. They just tighten their hat, and like everything they were doing that month was right. And then like they go on a road trip, and I overslept a little on the plane, and it's just gone. <laughs> it's just gone. Real. It's, it's so sad the way it comes and goes. <laughs> what?
1: Um, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that haven't signed and sometimes it feels like free agency has moved a little slow. Do you have any thoughts, ideas,
0: anything as to just why? Um, no, it's kind of moved slow the last couple of years. Remember the Bryce Harper, Manny Machado year where they signed like two weeks before spring training. Like that was strange. Uh, mm. so there's just some years that kind of, Be the way that it is because it do um and i don't really know why and it's there's a lot of free agents available right now that are still guys that like in other years might have set the market but are instead just falling victim to the market i guess i don't really know cody bellinger not signed jock peterson not signed jordan montgomery not signed blake snell not signed again josh Hader was only signed yesterday like those are big names and I don't fully know. Um, the craziest part to me is like there are clearly two or three teams in on each of these guys. It's not like there's this Blake Snell. Um, everybody's like, please give me Blake Snell, even though he's still very good. He's in his prime. Just want a Cy Young. Um, people are a little bit scared of the money in the years that he wants, which is completely valid because he'll probably only be good another two or three years. Um, and he's probably want like six or seven. So I understand that. And then you look at like a Rodone contract. You're like, hmm, I don't want to do that again. Um, it's probably what other teams are thinking. But like Cody Bellinger, weird, right? Like he's a free agent this year. And now he's going to want like seven years based off like solely his performance last year, despite like three straight bad seasons. And And Cody was like right. objectively fantastic last year. But, like, enough to get a six-year deal? And that's the thing. People want these big deals right now, and they need to kind of take a look in the mirror and be like, I'm not Xander Bogarts. I'm not Trey Turner. I'm not Bryce Harper. I'm not Marcus Semien. It's just not really in the cards. Nobody's paying six years for Jordan Montgomery. It's not happening. I think
1: one of the one of the main issues, especially when it comes to um, like Blake Snell and Cody Bellinger, these are two guys that have very similar career trajectories. Um, I mean, you have Blake Snell. He won the Cy Young back in 2018, fell off a cliff for a few years, just won the Cy Young again last year. Then Cody Bellinger won MVP, I believe, 2019. Fell off a cliff for two years. Last year was top 10 in MVP voting. And they are valuing themselves as Cy Young winners and MVP vote getters. And I just don't think the teams are valuing them in that same way. I think they would value them as a really good pitcher and a really good hitter. But these guys are looking at themselves like they are top five at their position. Yeah, And objectively, neither of them are.
0: Yeah, I mean... Here's what you need to hear, right? Cody Bellinger in 2019, his MVP season, had a 7.8 war. That's easily his best season. And a 7.8 war is, like, pretty good. 47 home runs. Like, he had a good year, but that is not a crazy high war, especially for how good defensively he is. Like, he's a good defender, um, and he he plays a couple different positions too. So he's like a war gatherer, or should be. And a 7.8 as his best season. It's not great. Then never had over a two until last year. For like six or five straight years. So, like, that that peak isn't the peak that you're like, I'm giving you the keys to my franchise. Especially with how low you then dipped immediately after. For several years. That's scary. Yeah, like teams don't want to do that. It's
1: crazy. In my opinion, it's crazy for him to want over two hundred million, and he's gonna
0: get it. Like I, I, think the Blue Jays will wind up doing it, or the Cubs. To me, That's it's what like, the Blue Jays do; they give out bad deals. Not even really. Like, how often are the Blue Jays giving out bad deals? They they don't uh, do it that a often. Whole pitching rotation in the past four years. The George Springer deal is not looking good <laughs> either. Eh, we might be on to something here. We might be <laughs> trading trading away var, for var shows. Mm, Yeah. The, they're trying. I I always give them credit for trying. Oh, of course. It's it's hard to like look at the Blue Jays and be like, wow. Rah, 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 rah. It's like I, you're going getting free agents when you can. It's hard to get guys to go to Toronto. You need a passport. Half the league doesn't have a passport. And that's probably you not know what be hilarious. You play every team now, so you kind of have to. <laughs> but like five true. years ago, I'm sure a guy that played in the Giants might not have had a passport. Straight up. True.
1: I uh, I think it's hilarious how, like, the whole reason Cody Bellinger signs with the Cubs in the first place is to just go somewhere, prove he's still good, and then get a big contract somewhere else. It would be objectively hilarious if he just got a similar deal that he did with the Cubs and he signs with, like, the
0: Pirates. Just do another one year? Just
1: do it all over again.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's just not happening. He's getting too old. He's 28. He needs a deal. He needs a deal already. But, no, I mean, he'll get signed. Again, I, I I think he winds up staying with the Cubs. Um, I don't know when, though. Like, that does need to start rolling. Like, sometime this week, two of the guys we named have to get signed. Because if not, then, like, you're getting, especially, specifically, Montgomery and Snell with pitchers and catchers reporting in a month. Like, if they're not on a roster, like, a week before that, what's going on? And then those guys are in danger of that one-year deal. Much. Do not give Jordan Montgomery a one-year deal if you're Montgomery and his camp because he will lose several million dollars. Because he's he'll he'll be okay this year. He'll be good, but he won't look like he did in that world. We he, he won't be on that World Series high that we're on with him. I would love it if the Yankees brought him back. Not for the
1: money he's going to want. Oh, no, not for that. I mean, I'm also... He's you like, know me. Is I'm he a, even I'm a better than that, Marcus like,
0: Stroman? Like, I don't... It's like the same pitcher.
1: I'm also a believer that, like, money doesn't matter because there's no salary cap.
0: Owners should just, like, you know, shell it out. Um, I would agree, just... but, like, you got to look at, like, a little bit into the future, too. Like, next year, the Yankees' third baseman is going to get posted from Japan, and he's going to want a lot of money. And you got to pay Juan Soto. So, like... When you Like, I agree, like, the money shouldn't matter, especially when you're the Yankees. The Yankees are the singular biggest sports entity probably in the world next to Barcelona. Like, pay really? the guy. Pay him. But, like, you know, it's just not always how it goes, and I understand that. They want to make more money. They want their margins to be good. They're like, hey, there's diminishing returns here. I don't have to get Juan Soto. You guys are still going to like this team. And it's like, yeah, you're probably right. So, they got to save him for Soto. They got to save up for Murakami. I'd rather have Murakami than Jordan Montgomery. I'll tell you that right now. That's valid. Valid. That's give valid. Me, give me my sweet lefty third baseman Prince so we can move on we'll be the show legend. MLB the show legend. We haven't even gotten a cover athlete for that game yet. I feel like nothing's happening in baseball right now, which is partly why we haven't done an episode yet, because we're just, like, waiting for some news to come out. We haven't really gotten some, but uh, we're here now, and we're going to be coming out with episodes weekly, and during the season, we might even get a, a couple sneaky ones during in the week pop in after, like, series, you know, like Thursday or Friday or something like that. But Sunday will be the recording and posting day from here on out season two of spectators baseball podcast I feel so handsome I feel so talented dude look at you rock on oh my god these light skin facing (laughs) that's crazy somebody hit the sin sin (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly you got any uh closing words for us my brother
1: closing words uh yankees world
0: series champs yeah that sounds like something we'll do on another episode here Uh, but we do we do have some good some good stuff to talk about as the uh the weeks get closer towards the season we'll we'll do some preseason previews we'll talk about the hall of fame ballots um and we'll talk about individual player projections and, and that type of stuff so make sure you guys are subbed and leave a like down below if you guys are watching on youtube and we look forward to having you guys in the future And welcome to Season 2. Have a good one, everybody. Peace.